In today's episode, we're speaking to Jonathan Jay. Jonathan is an acquisition and business strategist with 31 years of business experience since the age of 19 and a multi-million pound exit with the sale of the Coaching Academy UK Limited in 2007 and the Marketing Guild uh, Marketing Guild in 2017. However, he first sold his small business in 1999, Achievement UK, and first bought a distressed business in 2005. These early experiences have shaped the way he thinks about business forever. Currently, he is growing another group via acquisitions in childcare sector, namely Welcome Nurseries, and has made over 50 acquisitions since June 2019. And now he's become the fifth largest nursery group in the UK. Let's speak to Jonathan and find out how he worked on his, how he changed his life by working on his mindset. Let's find out. Money Mindset with Girl Khan podcast will help you to break free from your limiting beliefs, reverse your money shame and blast through your money blocks so that you can live a life of unlimited abundance. In this podcast, we will talk about energy tools and mindset strategies that will help you to understand and change your relationship with money, whether you're in a job, profession or working on your passion. Change your relationship with money to change your life. I'm your host, Gul Khan. Let's get started. Welcome, welcome. This is Gul Khan, your money mindset expert. And once again, we have an amazing, another amazing guest. And today is actually an individual who's my mentor. I'm actually in his current mastermind and a big fan of him myself. And you've heard how amazing he is. So let's welcome Jonathan Jane. Welcome, Jonathan. Thank you very much for the invitation. Um, Jonathan, everyone's heard your intro, everyone's heard how amazing you are, but please, in your own words, tell everybody what it is that you do. So um, I have, I, I've never worked for anyone else. So I, I've, I've always done, done my own thing. So it, in, the, in the, short, the shortest possible explanation is that I, I uh, have always owned my own businesses. Currently, um, I have the, uh, the fourth largest um, childcare provider in the UK, um, which I've built up over the last 36 months by buying uh, existing businesses. Uh, and that's uh, kind of quite, a, quite busy. I have a very busy, busy life. But I also uh, squeeze in um, for uh, some, uh, a, a, few, a few hours every week helping other people um, who also want to buy businesses, either people who work for someone else who want to get out of the rat race and start their own thing, but by buying something rather than starting something from scratch, or uh, a business owner who wants to, to grow bigger um, by buying maybe a competitor. Wonderful. And this is how we met because I came across you. I think I got I got your book and then yeah. I sort of joined your mastermind and I'm currently going through that at the moment, which is awesome. Yes. It is brilliant. And it's great to connect with yourself and also the great liking of people. It's just a fa- yes. fabulous mastermind to be in. But we will talk about that more um, on Money Talkies. But today I want to talk about Jonathan, the person, because I still have to get to know Jonathan, the person. I know Jonathan, the mentor. I know him as my mentor, as the coach. And I see you coaching uh, clients wonderfully, actually, in the, in the day events and in, on, online. But I want to get to know Jonathan. How did it all start for Jonathan? So if you've never worked for anybody else, how did you, you know, how did he get to the point where you are at the moment? Talk us through your journey. Oh, my goodness. Uh, so... Uh, I remember very clearly in the 19, late 1970s watching an American TV show called Heart to Heart. 
And you can still see it on, uh, on, on YouTube. And Heart to Heart was Jonathan Hart and Jennifer Hart. I always thought it was a lovely coincidence because I didn't know anyone else called Jonathan. So here's this person called Jonathan on television. And Jonathan Hart, uh, in the introduction, was explained that he was a self-made millionaire. He was quite a guy, apparently, according to the introduction. And he's driving along Miami seafront with uh, Jennifer, his, uh, his wife, and they are private detectives, um, but he's, uh, he's always in a tuxedo, uh, driving sports cars and leading the very glamorous life. So I watched this as a young, a young man, as a, well, as a boy, as a, as a young teenager. And I'd watch this and I was thinking, you know something, that looks pretty good to me. So that was, I suppose, <laughs> uh, my role model. Uh, well, maybe not role model is the right word, but the inspiration to 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 do to do something that um, was maybe a little bit different to the norm because you don't see many people driving red sports cars on the Isle of Wight um, <laughs> and being private detectives detectives and uh, and self made millionaires. So um, so that was that that was that was uh, inspiring, I suppose. And then. Uh, as, as the as the years went on, I realized very quickly that I didn't want to work for anyone else. I, I never really enjoyed being told uh, what to do, which is how I perceived working for, for someone else. And uh, I dropped out of university when I was 18. I, I went to do a French degree, dropped out after the first year because I wanted to do my own thing. And I've got to say uh, that with the benefit of hindsight, of quite a lot of hindsight now, so 30 years of hindsight, uh, that it's not a decision that I've ever regretted. Right. Um, oh, that I greatly encourage uh, people to get the best education that is available to them and, and learn as much as possible and, and have those qualifications. However, it hasn't ever really made a difference, uh, a difference to me. Uh, mm-hmm. And I still believe that it was the best decision at, at the time. It was a reasonably brave decision at 18 I mean the bravest part was telling my parents um I'm sure I'm sure first person in my family to go to university and then to drop out six months later uh so um so that that took courage uh and then um uh, and then yeah then then the last 30 years I've uh I've done my own thing um and never worked for anyone else and of course never never will do either Mm. Now let's let's unpack this. As an eighteen-year-old young chap, when you decided not to go to university, what did you do? What I mean, what first of all, what made you decide that university wasn't for you? If, I mean, it was quite a big um, status thing. If you're the first one in your family going to, to university, so I'm sure that was a difficult conversation to have with your parents. But more, I want to know what was going on in your mind. What made you decide that nah, I'm not university is not for me? And then what did you do? What did you have in mind? Did you have something in plan? What was going through your mind? Well, uh, it was actually quite a simple decision that um, that university wasn't right for me because I wasn't very good at it. So um, <laughs> uh, so I, I, I went to do a French degree. Uh, and really, that was the only degree I could uh, degree course that I could get onto. Um, you know, there were a lot less types of degrees then than there are now i mean now you can do a degree in just about anything mm-hmm. uh, but back then it was a, it was far more um uh, far more serious really you know there was just there, there were the the traditional subjects and that was it uh, and if, if anyone did um uh, philosophy uh politics and economics ppe that was considered to be a very racy uh sort of is that really even a proper degree um, where uh, where now you know you really can do a degree in absolutely anything. So I had less choice, and my choice was French 
Excellent. I was reasonably okay at French, but I certainly wasn't good enough. I didn't really have the interest, actually. I, I just wasn't. I just wasn't interested. Um, but it was uh, it was an interesting it was an interesting experience. But I didn't leave to do anything in particular. I, I just I just left to, to to knowing that I would figure figure something out. So you had uh, no plan whatsoever when you left your degree. It took me a while. It took me a while to figure <laughs> to, to figure to figure it out. Um, and I I ended up starting a a, a publishing company, um, and that was. Uh, one of those businesses that makes a little bit of money one month and makes a bit of a loss the next month that makes a bit of money and a very sort of up and down you know kind of living on you living on the edge uh, mm. all the time but i actually sold that business i sold that business and i made more money the day i sold it than i'd ever made all mm. the time i owned it and run it and my eyes were opened because i, I realized that uh, um you know Sometimes you've got to learn the same thing several times before it really sticks. But but I, I realized at that point, this is incredible because I, I've just I've just had deposited into my bank more money than I've ever had in my life yeah. as a result of selling something that didn't really make much money <laughs> while I owned it. But of course, the new owner had a vision, a vision for that business. And uh, and and saw the and saw the future and saw the future of it. So mm. um so yes, yeah, so that was quite it's quite a trend it's quite a transition. Wonderful. Um, I mean, I think I've heard that story before. I think that, that is that the first one you sold and then you went on to have another digital business that you sold thereafter. Or was it a number? Of, cause I know yeah, that, was, that was the first. Yeah. So, so then then um, over the next few years, I, I started uh, something from from scratch that kind of was born out of the publishing business. And, and that was an uh, an adult education, accredited adult education, uh, mm. where we um, uh, ran uh, programs for HR people in companies uh, on uh, coaching and mentoring, and okay. we did open programs as well to you know for for anyone to attend. Uh, but then sort of in house uh, corporate training, uh, and that was an interesting uh, business because there were very very few competitors when I started. A lot when I finished and an awful lot more now but mm. we were right at the very beginning of the whole coaching movement and this was in the late 90s right. and uh, uh and back then if you talked about coaching everyone thought you meant sports coaching you know, it was an automatic you know connection with sports coaching yeah. so uh there was a lot of education educating people as to what it to what it was but it, it took off very nicely and you know i i learned a lot about business during during those during those years and I grew the business quite rapidly by by buying one of my competitors. Ah, oh, okay. Uh, th- this was a, a, a major competitor, multi million pound turnover, as as we mm-hmm. we were as well. And uh, we always considered ourselves number one in the marketplace, and them number two. They probably thought it was the other way round. But uh, and and I, I bought them in two thousand and six, and grew the size of my business sort of overnight but also grew the profitability hugely because mm. by removing a competitor uh we didn't have to do all that competitive advertising because we weren't competing against anyone on google this was pre-facebook so it was all google advertising and, uh, yeah exactly and um and 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 i was able to sell that to a, to a private equity firm the following year uh, and in a in a pretty good uh, pretty good uh, deal pretty good deal so that, that was that was quite life-changing Okay, that that sounds great. But I want to go back a bit. I want to know what was going through your mind and what, you know, what makes an individual like yourself so determined and successful? 
we all know as business owners there are ups and downs there are always ups and downs yes we talk about mindset a lot in in the mastermind as well together um so i know that the fact that you you had to work a lot on your mindset how did you keep yourself together especially now i mean now there's mindset coaches left right center um you know i'm money mindset coaches like like i when i started five five years ago there's no one now every single person has to be doing money mindset so when this these sort of this sort of coaching wasn't available to you, how did you work on your mindset? How did you convince yourself? How I mean, the episode you said about conviction. How did you have the conviction that you can run a successful business? And then when you brought your competitors out, what was going through your mind to be able to do that to take over and run it successfully and you know take on the responsibility? There's a certain type of character, but there's also a certain type of mindset that goes with the character. How did you develop that? Well, I think about things like this quite a lot because I'm, I'm always, I've always been interested in why some people are more successful than others. Mm. And back in the uh, in the 80s and 90s, I was a big fan uh, and still am of, of Brian Tracy. Brian Tracy is a Canadian yeah. uh, author. I know, I know that you would know him. Yeah. And um, uh, I was very pleased to bring him over to the UK a couple of times to speak at uh, at our events. Oh. Okay. And, um, I wasn't part of it then. <laughs> I would love to know. Would have loved to be in there. It, it was, and he's 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 a fantastic author on all things uh, personal development and and business, as you know. So I had a, a VHS tape of Brian Tracy that I played again and again, mm. and even when I was sitting by myself, surrounded by unopened posts that I knew was full of bills that I couldn't pay. I remember thinking, I can do better than this. Mm. As we go one step further, I think I'm better than this. I, I, you know, I, I this is not my life. Yeah. It's my life right now, but this is not the future. Mm. And I have, su- I have a, a, a part of my personality that will always find the positive in something, mm. even when. It doesn't, the, the externally, it doesn't look positive. And I don't quite know what it is that drives me, but there is like, there is like, it, it's like inside me <laughs> that there is like a, a little burning desire in me. Yeah, that, that somehow keeps me going when common sense says, well, actually, what you should not be positive, you should not be enthusiastic. Why, why are you, why do you keep on pushing? And I know that that is, that is what it is. I actually sort of, I can, if, if I was to draw it, I'd draw like a little burning sun, you know, a little sort of something like it's fiery and hot. Mm-hmm. And I, it, that is what keeps me, you know, I, I can, but I can have a down day. You know, I had one a few weeks ago. I mean, it's like, goodness me, how many things can go wrong in one day? I was like, everything that could go wrong. <laughs> It's like every phone call, every it's like really this is it's like everyone's just decided today's the day that everything will go wrong for Jonathan. Um, but then somehow you just pick yourself up and the next I don't know, it just the the, the fire keeps uh, keeps burning. Um so I'm not what was your what was your question? It was the attitude, wasn't it? Yeah, so it was mindset. How did he work on your mindset? Yeah. Yeah. So so I'm I'm a very positive, optimistic um, person, uh, generally. Mm. I think I always have been. I don't require 
too much validation from other people. So I don't need other people to 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 tell me positive things for me to to feel positive. I'm I, I'm internally motivated. I don't need someone else to motivate me. I can motivate. I can motivate myself. I hope you are enjoying today's episode. If you want to learn more about my mindset strategies and energy tools to help you change your money mindset, then please register for my Abundance Mindset Makeover Workshop by visiting www.abundancemindsetmakeover.com. See you inside the workshop. I wouldn't describe myself uh, as, um, as massively confident but other people do. So mm-hmm. I'm perceived as very, very confident, but I'm like everyone else. I have my uh, self-doubt and I think, yeah. am I doing the right thing? And I kind of weigh up, you know, I procrastinate. Do I do this or do I do this? So, so, but, but then I kind of get it, keep it in check. Well, I think sometimes people let the procrastination become the defining personality mm-hmm. characteristic or the lack of confidence. They describe themselves as someone who isn't confident and is shy where well, I just have those those moments, those wobble moments, because I don't think anyone has that sort of 100% confidence in every single situation, every single time. Of um, so, so, you know, so much in the world of buying a business or just business in general is, as you obviously know, so, so much about that attitude and that self-belief. Mm-hmm. And I can spot very quickly, I mean, you and I were on a call this morning with dozens and dozens of, yeah. of people on the on the program and you can spot very quickly you know the people who just need that little extra push when it mm. comes to self-belief because that's what's holding them back yeah yeah I agree I think that I think this this what you described is if I had a checklist of all the people who I think or the the, the, the qualities required to be successful you just literally ticked all of them off one of the main one is and I did a I remember it's literally a couple of days ago I did a, a podcast episode on that is conviction you believe in yourself you don't need somebody else to say you can do this Jonathan you know you can do it and you were going back to the idea when you know when you had this you know sky high pile of bills and you had unopened them you knew they had bills in it and there you had the not didn't have the finances to pay for it you knew that you were going to come out of it and you can do better and that you are better and this that's not egotistical thing. That's just something inside of you saying, I know I can do better and I'm better than this and I will do better than this. That's an important point. I think that's what gives you the desire, the determination to move out because we create our own reality so we can come out of this um, scenarios. Yet it's that, um, oh, I've done, I've made a mistake and, oh, I'm not, I maybe I'm, I'm not intelligent enough. Maybe I'm not smart enough. Maybe not, yeah. I'm not clever enough. That doubt actually brings us, uh, you know, it brings us further, further down. And the more doubt you have, the more doubt you create. So you spiral. Yes. If you can't spiral upwards or spiral downwards. What you just described to me is techniques you've used to spiral upwards. And one of the things which I just want to point out to everybody is something that um, my first mentor um, has always been, uh, Bob Proctor, he's one of my earliest mentors. And he talked about making rest in peace. He passed away recently. He went on to say about, talk about repetition. And you just mentioned something that you had this VHS from uh, Brian Tracy that you watched again and again and yeah. again. And I'm going to say something to you. You probably don't even realize through watching that again and again and again, you sub- re- reprogrammed your subconscious mind to think in a certain way, to start behaving a certain way, to start taking action a certain way. 
and that's become part of your norm. So I just want to talk point to the audience how important repetition is. I myself do that. So there's certain books by Bob Proctor or some of my other famous, um, my favorite authors. I listen to them again, audiobooks. I used to read them again and again. Now I just listen to the audiobooks again and again. Yes. Repetition is the key because, you know, you have to, we are all, I'm sure you were as well, we are all born with um, unlimited possibilities, yet our, our environment programs the limitations into us. And we have to actively reprogram them out. This is why we do find feature because what you've just said to me, even though you think, I don't know why, I can say exactly why, because you've been working on yourself and then been learning. And one of the biggest things we all have to learn is we all have self-doubts. People come across say to me that I'm very confident, yet I have my wobble days. I, 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 I'm thinking, am I doing this right? Am I in imposter syndrome, as you call it, comes to fight me too. But those are moments. I don't let them be my defining moments. And that's yeah. what I see in you. They haven't been your defining moments. What's defined you is being your the sale of that pub, the first business, the second business. And now, from where I'm standing, you've got two very successful businesses. One way, which is your nursery business you've got at the moment. Yeah. But also, the mastermind. I think that's a huge, maybe not financially, but in, in comparison to your nursery business. But I think what... The yeah, it's a lot smaller, it's, I think it has a lot more value because you are changing people's lives, not just financially, because I think money becomes a side thing. It's the belief that they can create something that's amazing and far bigger than them. This is when I sort of, I think I, I joined you as soon as I got into one of your mini webinars, I think back in December. Okay. I joined. And it was less to do with what, I had no clue what business gonna, I was going to go into. Yeah. But um, it was more to the fact that yeah, I he's got something he's on something i like i want to learn from him and that is the desire that i came to you for because you exude that i can do it you can do it and look this is it and you repeat the same thing again and again and again and again throughout that day event and our, our master our- yeah, I mean, it would be wonderful if you could just say everything just once and get it <laughs> and understand it and do it um, but no, I mean it's like it's like with anything, you know. You've got to uh, you, you've got to you've got to keep keep uh, keep going. But uh, you know, I I had the, the most wonderfully negative parents who um, uh, were very good at pointing out uh, all the things that could go wrong, all the reasons why not to do something, and were the exact opposite of what you would. You know, they, they weren't particularly encouraging. They weren't particularly so building up confidence in fact if anything it was it was diminishing not not con- not consciously but but through, yeah, through a rather sort of you know maybe a little bit of old-fashioned uh, approach to to parenting that wouldn't really sort of you know be, be considered the way people do things now yeah you know, just just keep keeping you know, be, be, knowing your place knowing yes, your place. of course uh, Any, anything outside of you're stupid yeah 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 so 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 um uh but but then i think that you know if, if if you've got that little burning desire inside you, uh, it may take a little longer for it to uh, to show, but it but it does it does eventually. I, I think that this is such an important point for everyone to understand. You may not have people to support you, the closest ones to you, your parents, your siblings, even maybe your spouse, um, you know, partners around you. But you have to be um, your own best friend for starters. And then you just surround yourself with people who do believe in you. I think that's one of the best things that, you know, we, in, we have in, um, in my own mastermind and the, in the mastermind that I'm with you. It's surrounding yourself with people who understand your journey. That may not be your parents. Actually, most likely will not be your parents. I, I'm going to give an example here of, of the person who found Binance. His mother called him stupid. 
um, and then five years later, he's um, his company's worth sixty billion. So parents, That's not so bad. exactly, not not so bad. A five years work, you know. Um, but it's it's people around you. It's not because they wish you ill. It's not because they want to hurt you. If anything, they're, they're coming from a place of love and concern. They think you're making a mistake and they really want to protect you. But yes. unfortunately, they're coming, they're operating from a limited thinking because that's what all they know. That's all they've been programming. Yeah. So it's not that they are bad. It's just you have to listen to your own voice and not others. And this, this has come through very clearly with you that you've been listening to your own voice. Otherwise, it would be very difficult for an 18-year-old to say, look, even though I'm crap at, yeah, crap at you know, French, I don't want to be doing it anymore because I'm not getting the grades. If anything, you'd be told, work harder, do this, do that. You know, you, that's the general yeah. reaction, do something better. Yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. So, so now, you know, now that you have this amazing company and you've, been, you've, you've tasted success, what motivates you now, Jonathan? What keeps you going? What drives you? What makes you want to learn more? Well, I, I still have a sort of... Um, yeah, I still I still have that that ambition, and it doesn't it doesn't really uh, hasn't really faded. It's maybe just changed direction. And I have a six year old, so I have a six year old daughter. And although it sounds a little cheesy and a bit of a cliche, but everything I do, I feel I'm doing for her and for her future. I want to be a good role model for yeah. her. Yeah, I um, totally get that because I've got two kids, and I totally understand. Okay, that. okay. okay. And uh, it, it's all about um, making sure that um, she has the, the skills required to you know, do okay in life herself. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I suppose also because we never know what's around the corner, uh, you know, se- securing her future, uh, her financial future, mm-hmm. uh, because obviously she can't, uh, six years old, she can't um, uh, fend, fend for herself. So something did happen to me tomorrow to make sure that, uh, that, that that sort of financial support was in place to make sure that she was okay. So so my, I suppose over the last six years, the focus has gone from a very selfish, it's all just about me, to to this uh, little little individual um, and uh, and about her. And you, know, and you know something, you never need as much money as you think you need. I agree. I, I think the whole sort of, you know, I want to be a millionaire, multimillionaire, uh, it, it's all it's a great goal mm. and and the person you become on the journey is a person that you know has ambition has focus has drive can get things done can prioritize doesn't procrastinate so so all those sort of you know very positive personality traits that can can get you there but then when you're there he's like well I mean you should see what I had for lunch today I mean it's ridiculous <laughs> it's like um Looks like a, a, a tin of uh, cat food. It's like a, it's like a, it's, <laughs> it's, it's a, it's like one pound. It's one pound ninety nine. It's very. Um, I'll, I'll show it to you. I know. I know we're on a podcast and people can't see it. Much. So it's like this, and uh, uh, and it's like a. Uh, you can travel with it. It's sealed and you can sort of sit it in a suitcase. And it's any, anyway. The point is, I'm making. The point I'm making is, is that I'm having a one pound ninety nine. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm 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 talking to you from a laptop that's now two years old, and the 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 touchpad doesn't work, and and <laughs> because at the end of the day, you know, would a new laptop make me any happier? No. Mm. Um, possibly a slightly better lunch would make me happier. But, uh, but you don't need to be a multimillionaire to to um, to have a decent lunch, do you? Yeah. So so I think that your your 
everyone thinks it's all about money when you don't have the money. But when you've yeah. got the money, it's not about the money. But the people who seem to be absolutely financially obsessed probably just have a different wiring in their heads. And it's, um, there's, a, there's a different thing going on there. That's not a normal, a norm there. Um, but, but at the end of the day, you know, you have the same friends, you hope. You, know, you might live in a slightly bigger house and drive a, a slightly newer car, but uh, you don't need to be a, a multimillionaire to live in a bigger house or drive a slightly newer car. So you know, everyone's chasing huge amounts of money where probably the amount they need to feel satisfied is, is a lot less. I mean, you know, this is a subject that you know far more than yeah. I, I do about. So I, I don't know whether you agree with that or whether... You know, what, what is um, I, I'm going to say, I, I, I think money is important up to a certain level. So yeah. up until a certain level, it needs to be a priority because um, you cannot... I, I shared, a, I shared a, a, a really beautiful clip from Myra Monroe and she talks about how, you know, my, and the, I think one of the other uh, person says, you know, you, you may realise money is not everything. And she turns around and says, well, do you want to be in a loveless marriage? And she goes, what? And she goes, yeah, if, if a girl's thinking about, um, how, you know, where is she going to have time for love? She's thinking about money all day. And it sounds funny, but I think it's important. But how much money is enough, it depends on you. So if you, for example, for some people, it's enough for them to have, um, you know, a Ford Fiesta and a two-bedroom house. That's enough. There's nothing wrong with it. And somebody else wants a Bentley and they want a five-bedroom um, uh, condo or whatever. That's fine for them. What is right for you is subjective. But yes. anything more than that, you don't really need the kind of drive that people have. I think it goes beyond because I'm, I'm in that position at the moment. When I first started up my business, I, it was all about my kids, making sure they're back in the private schools, they're back in, they have their, you know, the good lifestyle. I've got money for food, clothing, that's all I was. And then maybe a few holidays, that's it. Mm-hmm. Then it went on to making sure that I have money for the for the university fees. And then and then they want to make sure that I have enough money to make sure they buy a house each that's where I went. I'm an increment all about my two yes. children. Yes. I'm way above that comfortable wise now. But that's it. If I, I do have a drive, but now it's not about making money. Now it's about creating a value. It's about making an impact in the world. And also I have certain goals which I want to do, you know, charitable ones, which need money. So now my drive for money isn't money for me because what I have is more than enough. The drive that I have to create abundance or make money is because that money is going to be channeled to use these contain these um, you know, the, the kind of projects that I have in mind for young girls, especially in the um, in the you know third world countries because of the the, the abuse they suffer and the sex factory and whatever else. So I have these projects in mind. My my goal is and funny enough, my goal when I uh, when I was just focusing on my two children. I was less ambitious. When I became uh, focused on my impact I could have in the world, I became more ambitious. The, mm-hmm. the, 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 the need for me to drive, the drive inside me became larger. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So it depends what you need money for. For your own personal needs, as after a certain amount, there is nothing. That money cannot give you more happiness after, after you've got the food, clothing, and shelter, and yeah. uh, your basic needs met. Then thereafter, it's just what you need money for. But on that note, we're going to wrap this up. So tell us, Jonathan, how can we connect with you? Where can we find you on the internet? Uh, well, I'm not really a social media person, but I do have a LinkedIn account. So people are very welcome to find me on LinkedIn. I've, I've got a podcast, Business Buying Strategies, um, and a YouTube channel, which I don't know whether you've seen any of those uh, those videos. I have some. A day in the life of a business buyer where you can sort of um, follow me around for a couple of days um and uh, have, have a look over my shoulder and see what see what i get up to so uh, it's a linkedin youtube um and uh, itunes business buying strategies 
Wonderful. And so if you are listening to us on the podcast, these links will be available for you in the show notes. And if you're watching us on YouTube, then down below in the showcase, in the description section, we'll have the links for all of these um, on his, um, Jonathan's podcast, his um, YouTube link um, channel as well, as well as um, his LinkedIn profile. Well, okay, Jonathan, we have to have you back on Mind Talkies. But for today, thank you for being such an awesome guest. It's been a pleasure having you here. Thank you very much. And thank you for listening to me and Jonathan. I will be back on another Friday feature with another amazing guest finding out how they change their life by changing their mindset. Until the next time we meet, this is Girl Khan signing off. Take care and bye for now. If you want to learn more about my energy tools and mindset strategies, then please visit my website www.gulkhan.com and if you want to take part in our five-day abundance mindset makeover workshop where I deep dive into energy tools for abundance then please go to www.abundancemindsetmakeover.com and register. I look forward to being your mentor in the next workshop and if you want to learn about the spiritual laws of money then go and get my book Laws of Money from www.lawsofmoney.com. Until the next time we meet, this is Girl Khan signing off. Take care and bye for now.